This is Gray Man Media Content. One type is about three feet tall, very dark. With a search for truth, little grey men, little grey men from outer space who actually abduct humans. Welcome back to another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. I'm John Wolf, and today we're going to be talking about why well, I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Let me tell you, it's because we're covering animal espionage, and I'm undercover. Season 4, episode 2, Wolf Takes a Bite. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Devin, and I'm here with Wolf Takes a Bite. CIA animal spies. I hope you zoomed in on your face for that shit. What? What? What happened? CIA animal spies? I'm a CIA <clears throat> animal spy. And I hate my job, but I love Wolf Takes a Bite. Here we are. Episode two, baby. Season four. Still hot off the presses uh, from episode one, which was awesome. Yeah. Yes. It's a great time. Oh, my God. I learned so much. Oh, my God. Once a week's almost not enough. Maybe we should do two a week. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> In case you were wondering, this is Monster. And that's also that. I saw, I saw you had some mango chainsaw. Would you throw a couple in there? Yeah, yeah. There's two. Okay. For later. Heard. Anyway, welcome back. <coughs> to Wolf takes a bite. Oh! Never seen you so randy, baby. <laughs> I'm feeling like a randy in this. I know. Randy. <laughs> Cheeseburgers. No, John, it's happening. I'm... Turning into an animal for the CIA. Uh, <laughs> That's not what this is about. Oh, I thought it was. No, this is about unicorns in Scotland. Shut the fuck up. That's an, <laughs> that's an episode one thing. Or episode two, maybe. It was two, maybe? I don't know. And we've been doing uh, this forever. Yes, we have. So, no, no, no. Today, we are talking about... The CIA's most highly trained spies that were not even human. Oh, no. Oh, I hate it. So animal espionage is, is one of those caveats that go well with caviar. You know, one of those finely tuned things that just uh, pop up <laughs> in your 007 universe. 007 be meeting bitches like, hello, I'm Isabel ass. <laughs> what? Yeah, like all all the females in in the James Bond movies are always named like something really sexual. It's like I'm, it, Isabel Ass, though. Yeah, Isabel Ass. Like, let's just cut to the. That's chase. not a name, is it? No. <laughs> I was gonna say they are way more clever. <laughs> I'm Roxanne Cocksucker. <laughs> there's that. Then there's Goldfinger. <laughs> oh, Pussy Galore. Yeah, Pussy Galore. Pussy Galore. Uh, Octopussy. Octopussy. Pussy. Pussy. Octopussy. Are octopuses spies? Yes. 
Wow. They're actually one of the smartest. I want to say cephalopod, but it that's not true. Is it yeah. cephalopod? Okay. Oh, okay. 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 I'm not an idiot. Yeah, oh, okay. There's, okay. There's, <laughs> but you, you got it wrong, though. They're actually the, the, one of the smartest animals in general. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, all cephalopods. Yeah, but there's not that many, right? They're not as smart as bipedals. Yeah, because we got... We got everything. Both pedals. Yes, but they have eight, so technically they should be better. Just numerically. (laughs) (laughs) Well, cows have like, what, nine stomachs, and yet I'm eating cow, so fuck them. And they're vegetarians. They suck. I know. They suck. Do you think they separate, like... Oh, this is good grass. This is bad grass. Yeah, this is probably. grain. This is cow shit. Yeah, probably. Oh, okay. That's probably what they do with their seven stomachs. The other stomachs for milk only. They don't do that. <laughs> seven stomachs. I know. It's crazy. What would you do with seven stomachs? <laughs> I'd be fatter than I am now. <laughs> Fat as a cow. <laughs> That's a good look on you. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> But I tell you, I, I don't know what it is about this year, but God, I've fucking really am saying some mean shit to you. Lately. I know. You've been attacking me just outright. Uh, that's the booze. Anyway, so. <laughs> I know. You notice I've been a lot less mean to you since I quit drinking? Yes. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> it's no, 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 no. I'm not mean. Mm antagonistic yeah something like that yeah so anyway let's get to it shall we because uh as we know we are in a much more time crunch than we used to be yeah supposedly this is gonna be a half hour long (laughs) yeah right (laughs) this one maybe but fuck anyway so the cia's most highly trained spies weren't even humans you know there would be a rustle of oily black feathers as a raven settled on the window ledge of a once grand apartment building in some eastern european capital a bird would pace across the ledge a few times but quickly depart in an apartment on the other side of the window no one would shift his attention from the briefing papers, or the chilled vodka sitting out on the table of the Russian noir. Nor would anything seem amiss in the jagged piece of gray slate resting on the ledge, seemingly jetsam from the roof of an old, unloved building. Those in the apartment might be dismayed to learn, however... That the slate had come not from the roof, but a technical laboratory at a CIA headquarters in Langley, Virginia. A small cavity at the slate center was an electronic transmitter powerful enough to pick up their conversation. The raven had been henceforth transported to the ledge. Was no random city bird at all, Devin. But it was a U.S. trained intelligent asset. This might be the worst episode. <laughs> I was very prepared for this. Thank you very much. This is the dumbest. <clears throat> Shut up. I'm not done. Half a world away from the murk of the Cold War. It would be a typical day at the IQ Zoo. 
one of the touristic places that dotted the streets of Hot Springs, Arkansas, in the 1960s with their vacationing parents, Ica Tau. Children would squeal as they watched the chickens play basketball and McCall's ride basketball bicycles, ducks drumming and pigs pawing at pianos. You would find much the same in any number of mom and pop theme parks or on television variety shows of the era. However, the chances are that if an animal had been trained to do something whimsically human, the animal or the technique came from the hot springs. Two scenes, Devin. Seemingly disjointed. As John Le Carrier shadows against the bright midway lights of a county fair America. But wars make strange bedfellows, my friend. Strange indeed. <laughs> and if in one of the most curious. Fuck! <laughs> If little-known stories of the Cold War, the people involved in making poultry dance or getting cows to play bingo. I wonder how they dotted the bingo. Is this just like a way for you to like put poetry out on the internet? Because it's kind of sounding like a little bit of poetry. Or cows to play bingo. <laughs> they were also involved in training animals. Under a government contract for defense and intelligent work. This is all factual. <laughs> Far from it. The same methods that lay behind Priscilla, the fastidious pig, or the educated hen informed projects such as training ravens to deposit and retrieve objects, pigeons to warn of enemy ambushes, and even cats to eavesdrop on human conversations. At the center of this Venn diagram, sorry, Venn diagram. I wouldn't go say it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm dyslexic. At the center of this Venn diagram that I don't have. <laughs> 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 were two accolades of the physiological BF Skinner plus Bob Bailey and the first director of training for the Navy's Pigeoneering Dolphin Program. Did you know about that? When the fuck did you just say? The Navy's first pigeoneering. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I heard it now. The Navy's first pioneering, pioneering dolphin program. They, I was like, they pioneered dolphins. Pigeon dolphins? What pigeon. the fuck is that? <laughs> A new animal. <laughs> pigeon dolphins. <Me. laughs> Can you imagine being no. in the center of Rome? No. And there's a bunch of fucking <laughs> pigeon dolphins. <laughs> dude, dude, they're huge. Oh <laughs> my god! It has to be in Venice, right? Because all the canals. <laughs> Show a picture of a pigeon dolphin. Go! Anyway. <laughs> what is this? Yeah, you're right. This is the dumbest episode. <laughs> it's like sheep man. Oh, anyway, that was a great episode. Well, 
performed well. The use of animals in military intelligence dates back to ancient Greece, but the work that this trio undertook in the 1960s promised an entirely new level of sophistication, as if James Bond's Q had met Marlon Perkins. Which is a not sexualized name. Right. Now, we never found an animal who we could not train, says Bailey in 1976. Who in his career had done everything from teaching dolphins to detect submarines to invent... <laughs> Shut the fuck up. This is facts, man. This actually happened. There's a whole thing about it. <laughs> he taught dolphins to detect submarines. And he invented the bird brain, an apparatus that enabled a person to play tic-tac-toe against a chicken. Because you know what we really needed in the midst of nuclear war? <laughs> tic-tac-toe with chickens. That's what I'm screaming, dog. But, Devin, think about the possibilities. If you can play tic-tac-toe with a chicken, uh -huh. you could have that chicken tell you where ships are on a grid map. Oh, my God. They were teaching it the wrong game. Uh-huh. They should have been teaching it battleship. <laughs> exactly. It was the step-by-step -step process. Right, right, right. 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 That got, actually also happened. start with tic-tac-toe. Uh-huh. And, and then, then they did it with, yeah. Wow. Well, the only thing is, I don't understand how the chicken was supposed to tell them. I, I guess they were going to play. That's my problem with this whole thing. They were going to play to bigger birds, probably the ones that could fly over the ocean. Be like, oh, it's over this grid, this this grid, this grid, whatever. Yeah. How is the bird communicating with the intelligence agency? The same way the cat did. How is that? So the cat would wear a collar that had a mic on it, and they would train the cat to seek out Soviet officials because they're in uniforms, and they would release the cat into a Russian city, and then the cat would go sit on the window ledge or make its way into the home because they didn't really give a fuck. It's a cat. The only thing that I could think of that this actually makes sense of is if you got a hold of the animal that you knew was inside a facility with these intelligence officers. But you know how many stray cats are running around Russia? But why are they having all these, like... Birds. How many birds are flying around Russia? Because, anyway, first of all, birds ain't real. Most of them, anyway. They were in the 60s, but now they're all animal robots that, during COVID, they actually used that time while everybody was claustrophobically hocked in their houses. That's when they were changing all the batteries on the birds. Spotify just gave us a caution thing that says misinformation about COVID. That's what just happened. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't. Anyway, you know what? They even use they use alligators, moles, crustaceans. Um, you can train anything. Devin, you can train anything. Um, now, it turns out that it is a world... Uh, you see that right there? What? That's the flag they just gave us on this episode. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's real? That's a real thing. We haven't even posted it yet. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Bro, you know you want to know what's going on? What? Jericho's in on it. You bastard. <laughs> or that's or, why he's not here. I can't see him. He's or, not here. This happened in like the forties, right? Or the fifties? Sixties, seventies. Sixties, seventies? Yeah. Maybe the technology got so advanced, you know that fly that was flying around in here earlier? Yeah. You know that is a thing though, right? Stop. No, and it is. They've Shut made the fuck up. They've made fly drones. Shut up. They made fly-sized drones. Fly-sized drones. Yes, that look like flies and have microphones and cameras. They've got to be at least like this big. That's a big fucking fly. Oh, horse flies? You mean like a horse fly? 
Oh, yeah, that's because you don't see those ever. Like a, a horsefly and like a robot drone flapping its wings has got to sound different. There's just no way. You're wrong. They've made horsefly drones, sir. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, so. For instance, uh, let's see here what else it says. Uh, a few years ago, Bailey was teaching a course on stimulus control for her students. Uh, his or for his, his students, his stimulus was a laser pointer. Now, one day, he was in the bathroom and saw a spider. He says, I looked down at this spider and said, hmm. He took out his laser, turned it on, and gently blew on the spider. The spider... Now, spiders don't like wind. It blows their web down. They pull themselves down to the smallest size, and they can hunker down and avoid the wind. I, I can say as a pest control agent, that actually happens. That's right, guys. This season, John's in pest control. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> this can't be part of the canon. <laughs> yeah, it is. But if you need any pest control... <laughs> Call Urban X and let them know that John Wolf sent you. You really that shouldn't is, do that. Yeah, you really shouldn't. Gonna do it. Well, if I have to delete it, one of the corporate tells me that I'll do it. I'm just saying, like, because next season you're gonna be doing something different. I mean, yeah. I'm a nomad. Only come back to record. I travel this great <laughs> the, country. The most stable job you've ever had is working for GreatManMediaCo.com. Uh-uh. I was GE for five years. It must have been hell for you. That yeah, was trash. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, anyway, he turns on the laser, and Bailey did this at several intervals during the day. By the time he finished, all had all he had to do was turn the light on, and the spider would go into defense mode. He trained the spider to go into defense mode using the light instead of the wind. He associated the wind <sighs> with the laser. But what does that tell you? That there is a cognitive learning capability of something even as small as a spider. For danger and for something simple, yeah. But for something as complex as recognizing what a fucking Soviet spy looks like and then finding that, no. So this is just Psych 101, Devin. Okay, great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now, uh, the Pavlonian or classical conditioning, the laser is a conduit stimulus. The breath, an unconditional stimulus, or it's an unconditioned stimulus. Over time, the spider so associates one with the other, and then that the mere appearance of the former is enough to trigger the conditioned response. Yeah, it's like shock therapy. Something like so, yeah. No, that's exactly what it is. If you want to quit smoking, you just get tased every time you fucking smoke, and then boom, you're just pretty quickly you're going to associate smoking a cigarette with getting tased. They make watches for that. I believe you. They do. <clears throat> now, while Pavlov plays a part in a, this story for today, I have a saying, and, and this is a quote, I'm sorry. I have a saying in the training business, Bailey says, Pavlov is always on your shoulder. The real inspiration is B.F. Skinner, the Harvard University psychologist who was, in the middle of the 20th century, the most cited scholar of the human mind after Freud. Sigmund Freud. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Skinner popularized um, an apparent conditioning, a practice based less on primal reflex responses and more on getting animals, including humans, to do things voluntarily based on cues in the environment. 
which is goes into like it's the same thing like Russian programming, sleeper agents, things like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Trigger words. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are you not buying this, Devin? <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Oh, okay. Sure. That's Russian propaganda to scare the shit out of the <clears throat> Americans, and it worked real well. Uh huh. But it's been proven. We even did our own same test. Oh, it's been proven. Yes, we did our I'd love own. To see it. Okay, so remember when we were talking about MK Ultra? Yeah, but that's not. Uh, is it? Yeah, that was. They that used was... different drugs to less lessen the defenses of the mind, so that way they could get people to do things that they didn't ordinarily do. Yeah, while they were under the influence of those drugs, but but it's... when they came out of the influence of the drugs, their mind was programmed that that was the response to give based on a certain action. No. Yes. No. That was the not... whole point. Yeah, that was what they were trying to do. Uh-huh, and we don't know the success because that part of the file is classified. Okay, so my point goes back to that it's, it's probably, not been proven. Oh, if it's classified, it's probably true. <sighs> or they did a bunch of really illegal shit that they can't get that that they can't be declassified, mm. otherwise those people would be arrested. Well they're dead anyway. Are they? Most of them. I believe most, yeah. At least. At least. <clears throat> so At to least. do things voluntarily based on cues of the environment. Now, when behavior is followed by a consequence, Skinner wrote, the nature of consequences modify the organism's tendency to repeat the behavior in the future. In his most famous apparent conditioning chamber, or box, an animal learns to associate an action with a reward. He favored pigeons, which received food for pecking at certain buttons. Training a pigeon to go push a button to blow up a Russian spy. Because <laughs> you know Russian spies always have that button on the back of their neck that if you just <laughs> click it, it's just game over for them. No, no, no. You could train the pigeon to go pull a pin on a grenade. You can train the pigeon to go fucking um, set off a landmine that you predestined a place for knowing that is the path of your target. Ta-da! But why would you send a pigeon to do that if they were just going to go on that path that the target, like your target was already going to follow that path? Why not? It's a very wide road, Devin. You only have one landmine. (laughs) You know how many landmines? (laughs) The government was like, yeah, don't worry. We only have one landmine, but we gave you a pigeon that we've spent years training. And then somebody's like, isn't the landmine probably like $6.34 to create? And they're like, yeah, and the pigeon was a multi-million dollar thing, so you're going to use that. I'm not thinking realistically. Okay, so Yeah, I'm not. On, on a minefield, you know how, many, how, many, how often people cross minefields without blowing up? It's actually a very high number. So if you want to guarantee your target's destruction, use pigeons. I mean that's that's the idea of this program. That's insane. No, I don't. I think you're drawing conclusions. What about the dolphins? The dolphins that they train to seek out and tell intel about enemy subs. How do they do that? The dolphins use echolocation. Okay, but how do they communicate it back to the? That's what I'm trying. That part I don't know. Okay, great. (laughs) We haven't got there yet. Spoiler. So oh, during, there's a submarine over there. Let me just go communicate in English with these people. It's not the, English. They probably just keep the dolphins nearby. Anyway, <laughs> or strap them to the sub. I don't know, Devin. When it starts screaming, there's a sub nearby. Maybe they shoot them out of the torpedo tubes. I don't know. <laughs> They're probably screaming from being strapped to the submarine. <laughs> there's a sub on the left. <laughs> 
strap him to the So during World War II, Skinner received a defense funding from the government to research a pigeon-based homing device for missiles. Shut the fuck up. This is actual. Uh, the birds would be housed in the nose cone of the missile, right? No, no that's their, not a thing. Their pecking would activate certain steering engines. That's why they're training to hit the button. So the pigeon was steering the missile? Yes. Yes, absolutely. This is the dumbest fucking it was, topic. It was we've never ever actually deployed, but it was almost yeah, to the no final shit. stages of production. Probably because the fucking pigeon kept ramming the missile into the ground. It was never fully deployed, but the project captured an imagination of his two graduate students. Now, this project made it to the development stage. I bet it did. I there, believe that. It's somewhere in a military archive, there is a nose cone with buttons in there for a pigeon <laughs> to push. And you know what happened? They trained the pigeon to just click buttons for food, so the pigeon didn't know what left, right, up, down meant. It just clip, kept clicking mm. buttons. Also, you know how fast missiles are? Like, there's no way a pigeon's like going to be able to react <laughs> that quickly. Also, did they put a little window on the fucking cone so the pigeon could see like where it was going? Shut the fuck up. This is the dumbest thing we've ever covered. <laughs> so students, listen, students of his program, they left Skinner's lab in 1947 and they went into business in Minnesota as Animal Behavior Enterprises, or ABE. Their main client was General Mills. Uh, okay. That's a big-ass client. That's Yeah. Very big. They make lots of cereal. Not just that. For whom <laughs> they trained chickens... And other animals for shows advertising General Mills feed at county fairs. Because they also used to do, like... Chicken feed. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Their business gradually expanded into zoos, theme parks, and appearances on The Tonight Show. Uh, and The Wild Kingdom. They trained a slew of animals for TV commercials, including Buck Bunny. Not Bugs. Buck Bunny. Look that up. That's interesting. Uh, the coin-depositing rabbit protagonist of a Coast Federal Savings Bank commercial that set a record for repeating airings in over two decades. Um, in 1955, it in their new home of Hot Springs, Arkansas, the uh, Bree Lads opened a IQ zoo where visitors would pay, in essence, to watch Skinnerian. Now, I don't know why they want to call it that, but Skinnerian conditioning in action. They use the same psychology on animals in action to watch people do it, even in the form of basketball-playing raccoons. You find me? All these videos? I know. I will. You find me proof? I'm, I'm sure I can. In 1955, there may not be much, though. Of raccoons playing basketball? Yeah. And I'll eat my hat. It's not real, John. It is. <laughs> the IQ Zoo is both a tourist attraction and a proving ground for systems of operating conditioning. Uh, now, the Breelands didn't just become America's pre-intimate commercial animal trainers. They also published their observations in scholarly... Um, I, I can't say this word right. Scholarly... 
like scholars, but with an L Y. Let me see it. Scholars, scholarly, scholarly journals, scholarly journals, an American psychologist. Uh, a scholarly journals like American Psychologist. Well, there's a cut for the first episode. Uh, <clears throat> everyone from Walt Disney to Florida's Marineland wanted their advice. It is thus little surprise that they were invited to the Naval Air Weapon Station at China Lake, California, to address a Navy, a new Navy program on training of marine animals for defense work. Headed by Bob Bailey. <laughs> the fact that China Lake, on the western edge of the Mojave Desert, has n- neither water nor marine animals is the sort of detail that does not seem out of place in a story like this. Yeah, because it's fabricated. Bailey's tenure at China Lake was not his first stint in the desert. As the undergraduate at UCLA in the 1950s, he was hired by the School of Medicine to collect and photograph animals, and his long hours laying traps for kangaroo rats out near uh, Palmal, uh, Palmdale, and he noticed a patch of alfalfa. Alfalfa in the middle of nowhere attracts rabbits. He says, anytime you have rabbits out in the middle of the Mojave, you're going to have coyotes. And he found a den nearby and began to notice that the coyotes, upon setting out, would head towards one of two fields, curiously, to see if he could condition their behavior. He began placing dead rabbits along the paths and wanted the coyotes to choose. After some months, he found that 85% of the time, he could get the coyotes to choose the path he designated. And then began to began tying white strips of cloth near the dead rabbit. Soon, those white strips alone were enough to direct the coyotes. It was me, Bailey says. That was just me. Where do you go to get groceries? Huh? Where do you go to get groceries? I don't know. Wherever's cheaper. Probably a grocer, right? Yeah. Like a Kroger, Myers, Walmart. Yeah. I feel like you have a parallel you're wanting to impart. Is it because you know there's going to be groceries there? Is that why you go there? Maybe. Oh, so if the coyote just learned over time that there's for sure going to be dead bunnies on the side of this particular path, you're telling me it wouldn't learn that over time and try that every time? Okay, for sure. <laughs> well... If that's not enough to convince you, Devin, let's talk about these <laughs> dolphins. <laughs> as he can, uh, as actually, as he earned his bachelor of science degree, he became a kind of a part-time animal behavior, animal behavior, bona fide genius. After a brief stint in the army with the fi- uh, 525th Military Intelligence Brigade, he found himself back at UCLA, employed as a researcher of the medical school. One day, he noticed a flyer advertising for a director of training for the Navy's new dolphin program. This is the worst part right here. Like, there's no way you're going to convince me that the dolphins were doing anything for the fucking people. Well, dolphins are rapists. <clears throat> that's facts. That's, that's just straight <laughs> facts. That's 
this episode is basically about this guy because I mean this is no I got you yeah, I okay. got you okay. I see the I see the angle you're going for it's just all bullshit no this all happened yeah but it's not like just because you can train how do we know that a, it's not even better now how do you train your dog to sit not well you give <laughs> you give him a treat right and then he learns to associate the com- the word sit as a command to sit with getting a treat. He still doesn't listen. Sooner or later, you can remove the treat and just give him the command to sit, and he does so. That's all you're doing. That's all this man is talking about doing. Sit, Devin. Sit. Give me a fucking treat. (laughs) 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 So, this Marine Dolphin program, it is designed to develop methods of training marine animals to perform tasks ranging from detecting and clearing mines to retrieving tools. He applied for the job and eventually got it. Now, any number of scholars were brought to uh, consult him on the program. People like Gregory Bateson, the English anthropologist who once married Margaret Mead, and of course, the Brelands. Of course. As Bailey conducted his research, including a quasi-convert training program involving search and detection tasks in the open ocean, he grew increasingly disenchanted with the research directives coming from China Lake that focused more on psychology than actual intelligence work. I could see very quickly where these animals would be very useful, he says, and yet people who were involved we would joke and wanted to talk about the dolphins. In 1965, Bailey agreed to join the Breelands and Animal Behavior Enterprises in, hot, in the Hot Springs. Suddenly, he found himself in the entertainment business, and he was disguising sets, building sets, and had to learn how to write a show script. Tell me about it. It's Where terrible. Where f- did this come from? I feel so left field for this guy. I know. Well, he didn't really think that it could be like he was doing things to try to get to these dolphins, but I guess he's trying to get to the dolphins. <laughs> Rapist. <laughs> <laughs> so he's training animals, and that was the easy part. By now, the ABE had more than 50 employees and was a full blown systematic approach to animal training. Now, he says, we've, we had file drawers full of training protocols. Bailey says, you want a McCall to ride a bicycle? The trainer would go to the front desk and ask a secretary for a bicycle training protocol. And they would ask, what is it for a cockatoo or a McCall? Is it different? Absolutely. Apparently. That June, Keller Burland died of a heart attack at the age of 50. And... The day-to-day running of the business largely fell on Bailey himself. More than a decade later, he had Marion uh, Marion married. Marion was a soft-hearted person, he says. She died in 2001. Business is pretty hard-nosed. Now, they keep skirting around this dolphin thing. Yeah, I was going to say, we're not, the, what, what were they doing with the dolphins? I guess that project was abandoned in 2002. Wow. Um, officially, probably ever. Now, uh, later 2001, an 
a Raven in an espionage parlay was, or sorry, is a male agent task with seducing intelligence targets. But <laughs> it's a code word, Devin. Uh huh. Yeah, got it. But avian ravens can be spies as well, as opposed to non-avian ravens, which would be a male seductress. Much as Devin in his younger years. Man. <laughs> Let me tell you about it. Now, when uh, Bailey was talking about the Western Raven, he sounds as if he's talking about Jason Bourne. It operates alone, and it does very well alone, he says. The Western Ravens are adept to at pattern recognition, as well as they could learn to respond to the classics of uh, the classes of objects, he says. If you got a big desk and a little desk, you could train it to always go to the small one. But they can also carry quite a heavy load. These things could pick up weights, heavy packages, even file folders, and bring them back to you. Ravens, even in Norse and mythology and lore, very great to have on your side. I've always wanted to trade ravens. You always want to be on the side with the ravens. Absolutely. I mean, there, there's 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 fucking house moms that train ravens. Like I've seen videos of that shit where they've actually trained ravens. Like they give it a treat or whatever, and then it brings them shiny shit, and and eventually it starts bringing them money and jewels and stuff like that. You don't know where it's coming from, but they have seen it happen. Uh huh. <clears throat> so anyway. Let's wrap up with a little bit more broad spectrum scope here. If you want to know more about this, just let us know and we'll cover it. Um, Please, God, don't let this be the first time someone tells us to do a second. <laughs> I can't talk about please, dolphins again. Please, 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 please. I can't do it. All right, so there was the project by the CA called Star. The most promising uh, flyer was the Raven. And in just three months, Duda. The Raven went from, went from a successful three and a quarter mile trip to six miles from shore to boat and then four miles back to shore the same day. Whoa. What are you doing? Nothing. But on training missions, he was attacked by the usual pair of Ravens. Scientists were deeply dismayed and he had a large bag of tricks that he was and he was loved by all. The pigeons over Langard, another group of trained birds, the major effort was with pigeons used for two millennia as messengers and to take photographs during World War One. They used pigeons to take photographs during World War One. Yeah, I think that is actually real. But that's it's not like they trained them. They just knew they were going to fly and return. So they were just taking a bunch of pictures and just grabbed whichever ones were actually valuable. I don't think it was like a train. Like, it's not like the pigeon was up there and like, oh, that's good. I'm not saying this <clears throat> pigeon identified. Oh, that's a munitions factory. But yeah, a shit ton of pig- like they were just like like the pit. You can teach a pigeon like as a carrier pigeon <sighs> mm-hmm. to like go and come back. Right. The question is, think about technology and we're during World War One. The we're size. not talking about we're not talking about technology. We're talking about pigeons. Yes, the pigeons haven't gotten smarter. Well, how do you think the pigeons took the pictures? They they didn't. The camera was almost certainly on like a timer, 
and it just and they just let it go in a general area. Think about World War One, Devin, and how yeah. big cameras were. At least modern consumerism cameras. This is where it gets into the conspiracy side of things because if they had microscopic cameras during World War One, imagine what they have now. Right. Stop it. Can I have that back? No. I was gonna really, play quarters. We can play quarters I at was dinner. Really, really hoping that I'd make it into the cup because then I was gonna scream, stand up, and let you finish the episode by myself. Ah! No, that wasn't that impressive. Yeah, you gotta make the shot. You know what I mean? Is this how we're gonna finish the episode? You just don't want to hear any more about this? <clears throat> can I get that bottle cap? I would have been pissed if you got that on your first try. It's all the way over there. All right, come on. Jess, give me the bottle cap. No, come on, come on, come on. Ah, uh, you know what? This is pretty much just yeah. I have I have more, but it, I just feel like I'm droning on. Devin, tell me what you think. I think this is a load of fucking bullshit. I couldn't I couldn't be more upset about this entire conspiracy theory than I have ever been in my entire life. So just remember, folks, if you want to get good intel, put microphones on cats, send birds to fly missiles, and strap dolphins to submarines! Thanks for everything! We'll hit the bottle cap in the cup next time! Question everything! This has been Wolf Takes a Bike. Make sure you check out all of our content anywhere you can listen to podcast as well as go to greatmanmediaco.com where you can find all of our exclusive merch subscribe like all the jazz goodbye season four hey yeah so i i saw you're having a yard sale because your company's tanking but uh <laughs> I was wondering how much these headphones are. I'll tell you what, John. I've got an affiliate link in the description. You can go get yourself a pair, along with microphones and all the other equipment we use. I'm just going to take these. Oh. Oh.